morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisentruitt, and this is Sometimes Baseball. Per usual, I am joined by writer, journalist, editor, broadcaster, former communications and corporate communications intern, former distinguished video coordinator, and my good friend, co-host, David Bourne. How's it going, David? Will, it has been too long. First <laughs> one of these in a long time, so I'm glad to see it. I know, I know. It's, I'm very happy to reboot the uh, sometimes baseball life gets in the way school so fun but <laughs> a very good episode on the way here as uh, we are joined by uh, the guy that basically runs everything uh, at the family-owned card shop and card collector himself for sports card junction chad weldon how you doing chad yeah thanks for having me guys excited Yes, we're very excited. I've, I've uh, frequented Sports Car Junction recently as I have uh, discovered the store out here in Pittsburgh. And so uh, we're going to get his insider knowledge on everything. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the intro you gave David there. Well, I know he's done 8 million things. So that's, it's... That's, that's quite the list. You got to get that condensed down in the future, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I've still, been trying to get it condensed down for a while now, but I think my efforts have uh, have just fueled the fire. For, so for you're, you're you're still young. That list is just going to keep growing. You got to maybe pick like your top five or something. What's the resume look like now, David? Is it everything I just listed, or like uh, pretty that? much everything you just listed? And then like I was a waiter for a while. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Some landscaping now, so you know more jobs than Kevin Gates, but we're going. So it's <laughs> alright part-time warehouse manager yeah (laughs) all right we're gonna run through our agenda here Uh, we're gonna start off with the what you've been thinking bringing our random thoughts that we always have super fun with that and then we're gonna talk about sports card junction how it got started where it's going in the future the very near future big things on the horizon there we're gonna talk about trends in the sports card industry and what we foresee is the biggest changes on the horizon and then uh, we're gonna do our draft of halloween candy uh, we'll see how that goes. And then we're going to finish it all off with the song lyric or movie quote of the day. If any of our listeners have a fun draft topic they want us to draft, you can be a part of this show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or TikTok. On Instagram, you can DM us at sometimes baseball. And on TikTok, you can reach us at sometimes.baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash sometimes baseball. If you don't like any of the current designs, you can reach out to our email, which is sometimes baseball at gmail.com all right let's get it started david what you've been thinking i talked about it with you guys for for a second a minute or two ago but uh, i'm coming back to pittsburgh tomorrow for the first time in about six months or so and i am so excited to be back in the area i am going to drop so much money on food places i want to hit this weekend uh so I'm, I don't know if I should be looking forward to that or not but uh i am at the end of the day so <laughs> i'm very excited to be back tomorrow do you have a top three that you're on your wish list? Uh, you know, Permanis has got to be one. Uh, yeah, um, yep. Probably going to have to get pizza from, from Minio's or one of those spots. I'm a few Number three guy. Might, might be a wild card. I don't, I don't know where we're going to end up, but uh, it'll be good. I know that. I, pasta, too. I know I texted you about that, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, what's your favorite restaurant in the area? Restaurant or pizza place? Both. We want both. Both. Um, so for thin crust pizza, that would be Driftwood down in Lawrenceville. Um, and then for thicker crusts, we really like Ironborn. Um, they have, they're in Strip been, District and uh, Millville, I believe. Yeah, I've been meaning to get both. out there. I've heard great things about uh, the Ironborn. Oh, Iron, Ironborn's fantastic. Um, it's pretty expensive. I mean, it's like a 20 some dollar pie for like a six cut, but it's like, it's pretty thick. It's Detroit style. So it's like yeah. that pan pizza. But yeah, Driftwood's really good. It's just, their hours are so weird. They're open like five hours a day. And during the pandemic, they, they were closed a bunch of days. So getting there is a little difficult, but I'd say those are my two top two. Interesting. Yeah. I need to, I need to try that one. Um, so I've eaten at all the other, I've eaten at like Fiorio's and Minio's and all those ones, but I just think these ones are a little unique. There's not as much like, there's so much pressure whenever you try those other places that you have to like them. Um, yes. and I think these other places are just a little bit better. Yeah. The, uh, the barstool guy, uh, Dave Portnoy, he came out and, uh, yeah. get all the main ones. Yeah, he didn't. That's what I. He didn't hit any of the ones that I would have told him to go to. Like I said, he hit like the the pop culture, like popular ones, yeah. um, including like Beatles and stuff. Which I don't know. That's like 
half the people have to hate that. <laughs> there's no way it's like, there's got to be 50 50 there. There's no way it's like 75% like it or anything. Yeah. For those, I, people- I personally, I'm not a fan, but I never, I didn't grow up on I didn't grow up in that area. So. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. For those that don't know, it's kind of like a French bread style pizza, but they cook it without the cheese on it, and then they put cold <clears> cheese on top. So it's definitely yeah, it's, an interesting experience. You got to try. You definitely it. have to be sitting down for that. Like you oh, can't yeah. steal a slice in the car. Like that's there's none of that's happening. I don't know how it travels either. Like delivery wise, I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fan, so I'm definitely not the best person to talk about that one. Yeah, do they have bring like the bag of like cheese with them, and then like as they're walking to the front door, they just. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it seems like the kind of thing you got to eat that, I guess, like in person. But still, I don't yeah. know. For me, it's like a, a couple times and done. Yep, yep. I, I think a lot of people are in your camp. I'm a fan, but um, it's not something I'm going to over Fiori's. But <laughs> as it were, Chad, what 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 you been thinking? Oh, I mean, we're we're ramping up for like holiday sales and stuff. So I got a lot of that stuff on my plate. My wife's five months pregnant. So that's obviously something I've been thinking a lot. So I mean, you can't the last couple of days, it's been hard to not think about the election stuff, too. So there's been you can't not hear about that. I mean, I've been trying to stay away from it for two days. And it's just like, no matter what radio station, TV, your phone, it's just everyone's screaming at you. So, yep. And everybody's weighing in on it too. Which oh, is- like everybody. Like, <laughs> I, I see like these people I went to high school with, and it's like, why are you weighing in on this? Like, you couldn't even pass like Inga class. Like, you shouldn't be the one who's given their opinion on the situation. Yeah. It really makes you wonder. I don't know. It's just um, everybody's weighing in on it. It's just, you can't get away from it. It's like, I, I I find myself Googling live election results just to see if it's over. Like, <laughs> well, and then you get like different channels. They're all reporting different things. You have both candidates saying they won. It's like, all right, nothing. I have, I'm so confused though. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, I'll be happy when it's over. I'll, I'll leave. Oh, I, the, the, <laughs> just the, to not have to see ads is going to be amazing. Yep. <laughs> That's yes. the best part of, I think everyone can agree whether you vote for one side or the other, no one likes campaign ads. Mm-mm. And have they ever changed anyone's opinion? No, that's like, I saw a stat last night. They said like 80% of people knew who they were voting for, before, like as soon as the candidates were announced. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to see all these ads ruining our lives. Like YouTube, especially since you can't skip some of them and you got like Hulu and every single thing has campaign ads on it. I want more a uh, puppy monkey baby in my life. Those stupid uh, Doritos yes. commercials or whatever. <laughs> I just saw, I saw, um, I don't watch a ton of cable on um, TV. So I finally saw that one. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's the new Mountain Dew one where they're on the horses and they're sweating and they like tap the horses like butt in it. A cooler like opens up out of the horse and there's Mountain Dew in the cooler. So I don't, I don't know what the Mountain Dew people were smoking, but they come up with the greatest commercials. Yeah, we need more of that. Uh, I'll be glad, happy to get those back for like those stupid random car commercials where you don't know what's going on and just like, oh, the new Ford F-150. All right. <laughs> I know what I'm done seeing is these commercials right now where um, they're all in Zoom calls. Like I know Progressive has a couple of them. It's like, yep, yep. I just want normal stuff. Like I don't want to have to think about coronavirus and like obviously we're on zoom now but i don't want to have to think about that all the time where it seems like every single thing is pandering to that same we're all we're all living the same life there's there's i think a new either netflix or hulu show that's all um pandemic based it's like people are going to want to not think about this going forward and they're making like tv shows about it i think everyone's going crazy in hollywood just to make content i watched like the big short today and it was interesting to see how uh just it was weird to like watch people like be like close together um but there's also like brad pitt's character he's like a germaphobe and he's wearing like a mask when he's coming out of the airports so i was like ah they were thinking about it before us <laughs> yeah there's I, there, I, I know some people who were uh, obviously you got howie mandel has always been like that he's always just been mm-hmm. fist bumping people never shaking anyone's hand i think there's a lot of people like that and this is kind of like their super bowl like they're like we're ready especially introverts too like introvert germaphobes were like this is what i was hoping for yeah mr monk is uh he's yeah, yeah monk. Right <laughs> absolutely all right here's what i've been thinking uh so i was looking at my student loans today 
Um, so that's super fun. Um, but I've, <laughs> they're uh, lower than I thought. So I, I've been very lucky to have uh, great parents as they were knowledgeable enough to really think ahead to help me out. And I really thought that their ability to think ahead has transferred down to me. And uh, thinking ahead is a really great life lesson. Um, should I have kids, I will definitely teach them to think ahead, but uh, I would also teach them to do things after when consequences, of course, to just go do them and get that life experience. Like David has a wealth of life experience just because he went out and did things. Uh, I found it like very beneficial to like try my hand at different activities, several different jobs. And I believe it's helped me and will continue to help me down the road. So what life lesson do you feel is the best one you learned from your parents, Chad, you work with uh, your dad, David, you work mm -hmm. with your parents, like, and which one will you pass on to you kids? Yeah. You know, honestly, I think, um, the biggest thing I guess I could say I took away is that if you're going to do something, do it well, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Whether you, you really like what you're doing or not. Uh, Cause I think one of the biggest things I learned is that if you're doing a job that you don't like it, it, it sucks even more if you're like, if you're making it suck more, you know what I mean? Yeah. So whether you're laying mulch in the yard or doing whatever you're doing, go and, and, do it as well as you can, I guess, because um, hating it while you're doing it and, you know, just sort of putting half effort in isn't, isn't going to make it any better. So I guess I could say the biggest lesson I took away, like I said, uh, if you're going to do something, make sure you do it well. Yeah. Helping my dad out with like projects and stuff. He always says, do it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you don't have to go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Chad, yeah, that, that, yeah, that one's easier said than done. Sometimes failure is good too, though. Failing and stuff oh, yeah. sometimes just actually more important than actually doing well. But mine's probably similar to David's. Hard work. I mean, I I barely graduated high school. I didn't go to college, but I somehow turned our our failing business into something that's decently successful now. So I think as long as you find the thing you're passionate about and you work hard enough, you'll you'll get the rewards you need. You don't have to be the smartest. The smartest people don't. I mean, there's a lot of really smart people out there that are unemployed and don't have a job and aren't very successful. Um, if you look at most of like the country's billionaires, most of them didn't even graduate college. So it really has nothing. I mean, well, knowledge is great, but you can get just as much real knowledge out out in the real world, doing work, meeting people, um, networking. That's honestly probably more important than the degree the degree gets you in the door most of the time though that's yeah in a lot of traditional work you have to have it I, i'm a very untraditional person so i i do not have that piece of paper <laughs> no it's really interesting because it's like you can look at it like it's really like a cost benefit thing it's like i know what i want to do do you really need like a college degree to do that no like right, i'm gonna go do that like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like for me, like I knew what I wanted to do since I was probably seven or eight. I knew I wanted to be in this industry that I'm in. So for me, I kind of knew I was I was taking the parts from school that I felt would turn over into my real life. Um, I kind of I admit I ignored the stuff that I wasn't interested in and all my energy went into the things that I was. So as far as grades and stuff, it's not necessarily something I would tell my kids to do, but um at the same time if they were passionate about something i definitely would want them to focus on it yeah yeah you really have like a different perspective from us because you already have like kids so it's <laughs> i know I, I i this is our first one so i uh oh okay i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> we'll find well, out we're uh, we'll find out in like a few months well then uh now it's at the forefront of your mind <laughs> yeah i mean i raised the dog she's good but <laughs> there you go <laughs> she uh she's not a human so We'll see. It's a bit different, a bit different for sure. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, one can assume uh, it, it's it's slightly different. Yep, yep. Now we're gonna get into uh, the store, Sports Card Junction. So it opened in 1995. Uh, you co-run it with your dad. He's still the owner, but uh, mm -hmm. he's um, it's really is like a family business. So take us back to the beginning. Uh, what caused you guys to open the store how has the store changed over the years are there any particular memories or moments of significant change that really stand out yeah so my dad opened up he originally opened it with a neighbor of his um they were both super interested in sports cards but they felt that the cards in the direct area were not meeting their needs personally so they wanted to start a store that they felt was far more collector-based friendly helpful, not like your everyday, like back then it was pretty much really gruff guys own card shops. 
they almost seemed annoyed that you were there. Um, <laughs> so they opened up, they opened up a 200 square foot store in the old Northway mall. They were actually in the food court. They were like the last unit in the food court. It was like this dinky little, it was literally like a room. It was 200 square feet. So most bedrooms are larger than that. And they were there for about six months. And then they, they, they all grew that pretty quickly. They moved into, um, I don't know if either of you are familiar with North Wing Mall or not. They moved into the mezzanine area there in a thousand square foot store. And they remained there for about 10 years. So that mall really went downhill and they kind of got out right before it got to its worst. Um, and then they moved up onto route 19 where we are right now, but they were actually in a unit that was about 50 yards away. That unit turned out to be way too big. Like you mentioned the big short earlier during the housing crisis. That's kind of when he, my, my dad was there. The rent was really high. Every expense was super high there, but sales were literally at their worst. So he found the current place, which you've been to. Um, we've been there for 12 years now. We've basically, I've changed that store so many times over the years. It's, I mean, it's not the greatest location, but at the time we needed it. That was, it was about a third of the rent. Um, all the utilities were cheaper. Plus it was actually up on the main road. The previous location sat back off the road towards the neighborhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And pre, pre-social media, we weren't on, there was nothing really in 2005, 2006 that people were regularly using. Um, and then once I, I graduated high school in 2011, that's whenever I pretty much stepped into the business and I got us on social media. I started changing the way we priced our stuff. Uh, I changed the actual layout of the store because at that point, my dad was still running it as if it was a mall location, which I don't know if you guys have ever been to like sports places that are in malls. They tend to be more like knickknacks, apparel, like I see behind you, pennants, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas our current model is strictly sports cards mainly he still was doing like plaques and all kinds of framed pieces and trucks and all this stuff that wasn't selling so i pretty much after years got him to let me take over as far as running the place so we we it's been about an eight or nine year transition of me flipping the store into what it is now um and then going forward we're going to continue doing we, we sell mostly the wax boxes now so for people who aren't into card collecting, it's still just packs of cards, boxes of cards. The prices have changed, but our still our average sale is someone coming in, buying a box of cards, opening the packs. The new store will, I, I know we're, we're kind of prefacing that, but we are opening up a new store. It's going to be in the same area, but it's just going to be a lot, a lot different. It's going to be about three times the size of the main room that we use. And it's finally going to not be all crowded in looking like shit because honestly it does um if you've never been to our store there's no back room there so we're forced to have the entire stock visible which it's it's good and bad because we have access to everything immediately but it's bad in a sense where if you're a customer coming in for the first time it looks kind of messy it looks a little disorganized even though where we know where everything is it just doesn't have a professional feel to it so the new store also does not have a back room but we are keeping the old store as well. So the old store is going to be our new, um, our new storage facility and shipping area, basically. So that whenever you come into our new store, it's going to just be things that are for sale, wide open, very minimalist, super nicely merchandised, feel like you're in a legitimate store, not just like a small little mom and pop shop. It sounds like that move uh, 12 years ago was perfectly timed. Like, this is really what's going to change us now going into the future and then i want to ask just because i know how uh stubborn dads can be sometimes <laughs> how long mm-hmm. did it take for you to convince him to change even like the first thing <laughs> so i would say like i would change things around certain things like i would go in and change a certain display around christmas or i would make sure that we had um the, the shelves looking a certain way like really little stuff i would i would do all the pricing of the cards or something but it really took several years for him to um, let me remove things from the store because just because it's sitting there, um, he felt that it could it, it, sitting there. He felt, OK, we could possibly sell this where I know if we pull that junk out of there and put different stuff in there, we'll sell a lot more of those things and it will actually outsell whatever could have been there. He was also really bad about selling stuff below cost which certain things you just have to cut your losses and get rid of it. He was always like worried about, okay, I paid 50 for this. I can't sell it for 30. 
And I would have to explain, well, the new way people shop is they go online. And if someone online has it for $32, they're not going to give it, they're not going to give you 50 for it. So I was like, why don't you just sell it for the 32, get your money back and put that into something else. I lived up where my, my wife went to college in Clarion. So I lived up there for a little bit. So I wasn't actually actively in and out of the store a lot at that time. I ran basically our eBay store on a social media um, from another place. But in about 2015, I started to come, I was in the store almost every day at that point. That's really kind of when the big changes started to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad was a little <clears throat> reluctant to give up control whenever I wasn't going to be there because it was still kind of his show. But now he's he's pretty much fully around on letting me do what I want. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the changes have really come at the perfect time because of how much the industry is really booming now everything yeah is selling. everything is selling and uh so yeah like does the past 18 months uh in the sports card industry has that allowed you to now uh think about making the change to that new store so we we were already on the path of needing a new place um we were actively looking but with our budget, it didn't really make sense for a lot of these places. Like we couldn't afford like the expensive strip malls. That was just out of, out of, you just can't, it's so expensive in our direct area for the people listening who don't, we're in a pretty high end area. We're in the North Allegheny school district. So real estate's very expensive. So we, we were kind of just sitting around and then that place happened to open up at the right time, but the industry doing better definitely made it easier for us to sign that lease and not have to worry about paying rent and the extra utilities and stuff. But we, we saw this, this isn't, um, that's one of like the things that a lot of people who, who haven't been in the industry for a while don't get is this industry has been trending up for several years now. Um, It's just the, the pandemic really magnified it. So we probably would have seen this current culture about it, not another year, year and a half from now, but everyone being stuck inside and, and everyone was home and they were looking for something to do. That just basically, that just, it was the extra rocket booster it needed to really get to where it's at right now. Yeah. So of course you guys are sports car junction, but uh, do you sell Pokemon and all that? I know, I know that's real big right now as well. Yeah, so we, we do sell Pokemon. We started stocking Pokemon about two years ago. So right about, it really started to boom about six months ago. Same as the sports card industry. It happened during the pandemic. You had everyone who grew up in, in the 90s and 2000s that found their Pokemon cards or their parents were cleaning out their house and they told them that was there. But yeah, so we do Pokemon. Um, today was actually a Star Wars release. There was a WWE release. A couple weeks ago was a NASCAR release. Garbage Pail Kids came out a couple weeks ago. Um, so we, we really will sell anything. I mean, we've sold the Walking Dead cards in the past, um, Game of Thrones, Umbrella Academy, James Bond, pretty much anything that I think there's a market for will stock. Five years ago, all we stocked was sports. We wouldn't even think about stocking. St- oh, there was a Marvel release today. So my whole thing where we stocked Fortnite cards for a while, we stocked some Disney princesses. Like if, if I think there are buyers for it, we'll stock it. Some of the really, really obscure TV shows and movies, I won't, I won't do just because I'm not interested in it. But as long as I think there's at least a few people who want it, we'll think about stocking it for sure. Yeah, I might have to come check out that Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> oh, the Star Wars release today was pretty cool. So the one today was based off, it was for the Mandalorian TV show. Oh, yeah. But it's pretty cool. The box is actually a tin that's, that's shaped like a, um, I guess, uh, like a bounty hunter, like the that, that character. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Each box is actually not just a box. It's like a, I don't know, not a piece of art, but... Something that you can display like too. So it's it, it's not something that you're just going to throw away. It's it's yeah. like a little extra something. Yeah, it was like those uh, tin lunch boxes with like the designs that people collected back in like the 60s or right. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's I, it. Must be a trend because the garbage pail release that came out last week. There's like a collector's version where the packs are actually in a miniature garbage can, like a metal garbage can. <laughs> so it's like they. I don't know. It's just the way they packed them. I guess. Maybe it's a trend to pack stuff in like interesting collectible containers. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe they packed them in like Houston or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, the Astros edition. <laughs> so you sponsor the Cardboard Illuminati podcast, mm-hmm. and 
a really big thing for them was about a month ago, two months ago, they had Gary Vaynerchuk on the mm-hmm. show. And so I listened to that just to really get an idea of like what that was like. And he talked about how the industry is trending towards just like going from like a pond basically of like sports cars to an ocean of everything and anything can be made into a card. So it sounds like you're ahead of that trend already by selling all the other things, Mm -hmm. but how did you see that coming? Like what were the indicators for that? So my brain works pretty weird. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely not the smartest person on paper, but I just have gut feelings on stuff. And my whole thing is I want to offer still a pretty, I mean, you've been in the store. We still have a decently selective inventory. It's like I said, we really focused on cards. So I'm not going to start stocking action figures and all this other stuff, but everything within the card realm, if I think we have at least even as little as three or four people that come in the store that are interested, I'll stock it because I know that's a guaranteed three or four. And from then it will break off to more once they start posting it on social media and we start um, advertising a little bit in the store. So again, like Gary said, I mean, it's, it is like an ocean now. And the thing is there's still so few collectors. Um, It seems like there's a lot more than there are. It's still not like a massive percentage of the population. So the U.S. is about around 400 million people. I would say, I mean, less than a percentage, around a percent of those people actually collect. It's probably only four or five million people who are sport or just trading card collectors. Um, so I think it has a ton of room to grow. I don't know what that next step is. Um, obviously, you have kids who are invested or not invested, interested in video games and stuff. So the first one we saw last year was the Fortnite set. So I'm guessing we might see some more um, video game cards. I think that could be um, maybe like, because I know a lot of the kids are interested in e-gaming now. Maybe they end up doing some sets with that. Um, Tops actually released a uh, professional cornhole set for the professional cornhole league. Um, we've they, They've pretty much released cards for almost everything. I mean, you had Dr. Fauci get a card this year, so... They'll make it about everything. Like we just stocked the, we had the decision 2020 political set. I don't know. I don't, there has to, there's definitely a lot more things they can do um, with cards. Back in the fifties and sixties, there were sets that were all like sports cars. And um, you see in like the Allen and Ginter sets, you had like that farm set this year. So there obviously were people who were interested in it or else they wouldn't have made it at all. Previous years they've done animals. So I could see them doing something with that. Um, as long as they don't do it like they did in the 80s and 90s where it's just super cheaply made like they did they made every kind of set back in the 90s like lion king had it and every every disney movie elvis um johnny cash like every musician had it but they were just really shitty base cards that had no value nowadays we're like you said like i said we're we're stocking um, like the Mandalorian. So you can pull autographs of the actors and you can pull relics, I'm guessing, of some nature. Um, a lot of the times these movie and TV show things, they take things from the wardrobe. So for the Walking Dead cards, they would take like the shirts or they would take some of the weapons or something and cut them up and put them in the cards. Okay, that's interesting. I've noticed uh, one of the big trends going now is like the increase in autographs and uh, relics. Is that something to keep the industry from going like super inflated like it did back in the uh, 90s? So not even as much as the autographs and relics. Um, So the first relic cards came in in like 1996. So they've been around for a while. They really started beefing them up in the mid 2000s. What I think will, it keeps the, the production low is the fact all the zero numbered cards. So not necessarily autographs or relics, um, just anything that's numbered. So um, the issue we had in the 80s and 90s is once tops would sell through, let's say their production run of 1988 tops, they would just print more. And there was nothing keeping them back from doing that. But nowadays, obviously, you collect. So, you know, if you're opening up a pack of tops Chrome baseball, the orange refractor is at a 25 they can't reprint that same zero number. So they can't make any more of those cards. So that's that's the good thing is once they're done making it, they don't reprint it. The only things that they could reprint were products that don't have the zero numbered content guaranteed in there. Um, like you'll see it in some of the retail SKUs. Sometimes you'll magically see more like prison basketball get on the market or something, but there's no guaranteed hits on a zero numbered card in there. That's how they can get away with it. 
I don't see, I don't, I don't have any like inside knowledge. I can't guarantee they're reprinting it, but there is people who have allegations that maybe the, the runs aren't as um, good whenever you see it come back. Some, they don't hit as be- as good. You don't see as many low numbered cards coming out. Okay. So those are the ones that collect then. Yeah. I would say low numbered stuff is always going to be good, but at the end of the day, I mean, base rookies are still the thing that's driving the industry. Like obviously you guys being with baseball. So Randy Rosarina, I mean, his base rookie has just skyrocketed. Um, if you pulled his cards earlier in the year, you really didn't want them. His autographs were like five bucks in that same cards, 75 to a hundred now. But like I said, his base card, his base top rookie is like 10 bucks. So that card, whenever you pulled it beginning of the year was worth like 50 cents. So there is still a pretty big stock in the base rookies. That's really where we see the market trends go. Um, it's the easiest way to really follow a player's um, ROI is tracking their rookies just because there's so many that sell whenever you have a card number to 25, it's not as easy to track just because there aren't going to be as many sales of that card. So uh, Chad, I got to ask you grew up in a sports card household, you know, or I guess the manager of a store, what's mm-hmm. your personal collection look like? How many cards you got in your house right now? Um, well, um, the wife has made me remove a lot of it from the house. Um, there's still a little bit up there. We have to flip my old office into the baby's room, but, uh, I got a pretty decent collection. I, I, I get real specific with certain things. So like my main collection is actually a washed up wide receiver that, um, no one else wants his cards. Kerry Colbert drafted in 2004. No one else wants his stuff, but I want it all. So that's one of my collections. That one's probably the most expansive, that one's probably like 5,000 cards, but he only has like 700 different ones. So I have a lot of duplicates for that one. Um, the main one that I'm building for like my investment collection, you would say, is all base rookies, mostly vintage guys, super high profile um, Hall of Famers and stuff. So that collection's a lot smaller, but the cards cost a lot more money. So it, I can't afford to like make that collection massive. So that, that collection's probably less than 50 cards. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was in the uh, store a week ago, two weeks ago, and some guy tried coming in with all like his uh, Jordan cards. Oh yeah. That's, that's another, that's, that's a good story. So yeah, I, I ended up buying that Jordan rookie though. Oh, okay. So he ended up uh, calling me back and took, took my offer on the, uh, the Jordan rookie. Okay. But, but yeah, like that's the kind of like, I'm going to, that Jordan rookie will go into my collection for a while. And then I don't really move off of that stuff unless I find a better version. So that one's pretty nice. I don't know if you, I don't know if I showed it to you when I, or no, cause he didn't sell it to me that day. I guess he kept that stuff. Um, it's, it's a Beckett nine. So Beckett grades their stuff on a 10 point scale, but they do half grades too. Mm-hmm. So there's like four subgrades that one's towards the lower end of the subgrades. So maybe if I get, if I end up with one in the inventory, that's a little bit better, I'll swap that out and sell the other one. But that's that's pretty jordan rookies are kind of one thing i i really struggle selling anymore i've sold so many of them and they just keep going up and i i uh end up being mad at myself for selling them but yeah like what does something like the last dance documentary do to a rookie card like how much did his value go up because of that um i'm just gonna use a card that i owned at the time um a psa 8 um rookie was running probably in like the 22 to $2,500 range. And now it's like 4,500 to 5,000. So that one like doubled, but certain ones like a PSA 10 rookie, um, that one bottomed out probably at 25, 28,000 within the last couple of years. But recently they've been trending more like 80 to a hundred thousand. So the, 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 honestly, the biggest jump from the last dance was not even like the big, big stuff. It was like the cheap cards, like the ones that used to be two, three bucks that now are like 12 to $15 cards. So wow. as far as percentage wise, I think the cheaper stuff grew more, but that also makes sense just because there aren't as many people with deep pockets to buy a $10,000 card. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, that was, and we're going to keep seeing that like uh, Jordan, Jordan's obviously not the first person to drop a documentary about himself, but I think you're going to see athletes filming themselves going forward in a way where they're planning on doing more, like after they retire, um, have that thing in the bank where I think Tiger either had one drop or he has one dropping. Um, obviously, you had the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa one. I know Griffey had one. 
Yep. Pretty much every high-profile athlete, I think, is going to end up with a documentary. Yeah, and, and uh, guys are starting to really get ahead of that now um, mm-hmm. by filling themselves while they're playing, um, which not a lot of people did in the past just because it wasn't available. So mm-hmm. the biggest guy in baseball right now doing that, um, well, two really is Tim Anderson for the Chicago White Sox and Trevor mm-hmm. Bauer, who is now a free agent. Okay. And um, so – Definitely, if they can, can continue their all-star careers, um, it'll definitely be something that after their career, they um, can release something like that and potentially. Like we're, we're seeing it in Pittsburgh. We're seeing it with Juju. I mean, Juju has filmed like oh, every wow. moment of his life since he was drafted in 17. And obviously, the last couple of years, his performance hasn't been great. But I bet you his brand has greatly increased okay. in value. Um, I mean, I don't know how many followers he's at. He's, I think he's over a million YouTube subscribers. He's got multiple millions on all other platforms. So I think that's like the new age. These guys, they realize that their careers might only be six, seven, eight years. And yeah, it seems like a lot of money that they're making, but we all know that they don't take home even a remotely, probably even half of what their salaries are. Mm-hmm. So they understand if they, they're going to be alive for another 50 plus years, they need something else, which I think they've all realized that Branding themselves and having content is is really where the money is going to be. I mean, look at Brady. I mean, Brady has like everything. He has his own like sports training facility. He's got his own supplements. Like that's where he makes his money. It's not on the field. Yeah, and uh, God, was it like Jack Nicholas or somebody makes designs like his own golf courses? And I know Tiger Woods is starting to do yeah. that. Yeah, Nicholas is a big one. Um, Tiger has branded himself pretty good for a while. Um, Obviously, his his off the course out stuff really kind of messed with his public perception a bit. But I think people are really liking the new Tiger. Yeah. Um, he's actually developing. He has like it's like Top Golf, but it's gonna be like a crazy putt putt course. I saw, but the, yeah, but, but, I, but it's like a professional level hole. It's not like your normal putt putt course. It's like a Masters Green, and then yeah, like, it's like it's crazy. Like and they, they, I heard somewhere that the wait list for that's already two years long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, if that's a good model, obviously he'll open it up other places. Like I've never actually been to top golf, but everyone I know has been there. Even if you don't like golf, you have fun. So if, if more of these athletes can do interactive stuff like that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Top golf's a good time. Uh, I actually have a good story of David at top golf. Uh, <laughs> we went, um, I think it was my birthday. Um, I invited like a whole bunch of people and we went and uh, David took the first swing of the day and immediately launched the golf club. <laughs> oh God. I wasn't even drunk yet. It just went flying. I don't were, know were, what happened there. Were you guys on, were you guys on the upper deck? Were you, oh, were you lower deck? So he like lower the, deck. You know, it was the loudest. It just went straight up, made a whole bunch of noise, came down, and and nearly took someone's head off. But thankfully, we uh, we were good. <laughs> and that was that was that was without even um, any uh, alcohol in you. Yeah, we had just gotten there. That's 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 hey, that's a. Uh, I mean, I guess that's but that's like I said, that's why people like it. it. You don't even have to be good. It's just like a fun experience, I think. And. I would like to see it with baseball. I think it could be really cool to do some kind of like points thing with like home, like a home, like a professional home run derby place or something like where you and your, you and your buddies can go and you always remember playing home run derby as a kid with wiffle ball or whatever, a professional, like home, like a all-star event, basically. I think that'd be pretty cool. That's where virtual reality is really going to step in. Um, That's a whole other discussion. (laughs) Yeah. It's I think I mean, I played a lot of baseball growing up. I played pretty competitively and stuff. And I I haven't in a while, but I don't think I could play like in one of these like adult leagues, but I could definitely go play some home run derby. I think that'd be fun. Oh yeah. They're, they're, it, it's definitely a great time. I, I, I mean, I don't want to run. That's my thing. <laughs> if I could just hit, I would definitely be in one of those leagues, but the running and all that kind of, that doesn't seem fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's really <laughs> There's so many opportunities. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever watched any of those adult leagues. I've played in a couple. It's, there's, it's, it's like, I, like I said, I played decently competitively. I, I was pretty good. And those guys are scary, some of them. You get like these big roided out guys. And it's like, I don't want to play first, third, or pitcher because they are just hitting rockets. Especially the softball leagues, the slow pitch softball leagues. That is frightening. Yes, I played in one of those. And, um, they made us move our cars to another parking lot. Because, uh, 
this is a home runs. Yeah. Just this guy, this guy just launches line drive homers. So you, yeah. Those. And that's just like, yeah, like I said, it's, it's pretty scary if you're going to play the corners or pitch, like you got to have some balls to pitch in those leagues. Guys wear like face masks. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's, if it hit you in your chest, I mean, you're probably dead on, I mean, the, the, <laughs> This, the the exit velocity on those softballs because those bats are juiced already. Yeah, exit velocity is probably insane. Yeah, I, they got to get stat cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be good. A, like a, a beer league softball uh, professionally announced and stat cast and everything. That'd be good. <laughs> Bench warmers three. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> I I didn't watch the second one. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid it's gonna I'm be not, that bad. I haven't either. Uh, we did. I can't, it always pops up on my uh, queue on Netflix. I'm like, I can't watch this. It's probably so bad. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of it, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did a draft of baseball movies, and bench warmers went pretty high. So. Yeah, it was. I mean. I think it was a little ahead of its time. Honestly, I think um, that like, it's kind of like that same humor you get in the Adam Sandler movies. I mean, but it's, I don't know. I think that movie really would have popped off more if it released like sort of now during social media. I mean, it's a dumbass movie, but like I quote that all the time with uh, the scene where he comes out with his uh, birth certificate. I am 12. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's got a mustache. He's drinking beer. Yeah, then you got um, Nick Swardson's character is amazing in that. Where oh, he's the, he can't see the sun. There's that. Yeah, that movie's very underrated. I, I'm I'm not shocked that that was that like your guys' top five. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and listen to it, but it went pretty high. It's, hey, it's, it's it's not shocking. It's definitely not a traditional pick, but <laughs> I would say our age group would be more likely to pick that than the older crowd for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's so much tradition with baseball, and they're just making fun of it. It's like no, it, it's no, funny. it's just a funny movie. <laughs> All right, we're gonna shift gears into our draft for tonight, and it's gonna be Halloween candy. So we just had Halloween, so everyone should be familiar with uh, what Halloween candies are out there. Uh, so Chad, you have the option to take the first pick. All right, so I'm I uh, I'm a traditionalist for my favorite. I'm just gonna go with like a milk chocolate Hershey bar. Really? Yeah, wow. first pick. Yep. Oh, I, I would not have gone uh, for me. Hershey bars are just, they're so bland. And now like <laughs> you can get so many other things with chocolate in them, but get something else with it. So like, you know, it's, yeah, I, uh, well, my favorite bar growing up, I don't think it exists anymore. I free, I think it was, I don't know if it was Hershey that made the s'more bar. Interesting. That was like my favorite. That was, that was like my favorite candy bar, but I don't think they even make it anymore. I don't know if it was um, Hershey or if it was Mars or, I remember there was a, actually the the second store that we owned in the mall, like three doors down was a candy store. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in there and I would get like a s'more bar and like some kind of drink. And then they had like those, um, I mean, thinking back now, it's probably horrible. Like this cheese filled pretzels, oh. like the hot pretzels, like they're horrible. But yeah. like, that's what I would get. I was like eight or nine. I'd get what like a candy get? bar in a pretzel and like probably a Mountain Dew or something. Yeah. You're, you're eight. You're your peak health. Um, oh yeah. Abs- oh, and that's, Oh, I was, my metabolism was great. I was so skinny. <laughs> I wish I, yeah. I wish I had that now, but like yeah, I'll go her. I'll go. I'll, I'm still, I'll keep it. Hershey bar. We're starting with that. All right. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, that's my comments on it. David, yeah. your pick, your first pick. Uh, this one's easy for me. I'm going Kit Kats. Oh, that's uh, what if I was you put my... an entire bowl of Kit Kats in front of me right now. That bowl would be gone within the hour. Uh, love Kit Kats. Now, what do, you, what do you think about all these crazy Japanese Kit Kats? Have you ever seen any of those? Yeah, um, honestly, would be willing to try some of them just to say I did. But uh, the idea of most of them is, is pretty revolting. So I don't know if I would like it. But so if you guys, if you said you're coming to Pittsburgh, if you, uh, I'm guessing you two are hanging out. If you uh, go to Grandpa Joe's down in the Strip District, they have a full section of like the Japanese candy. Hmm. So you could maybe buy one of those. They got like green tea. They got like <laughs> all kinds of crazy Kit Kats. David, we'll out. <laughs> David, you guys should do a you, you guys should do a content video with that. Buy like five or six random flavored Kit Kats and do like a live taste test or something. Oh, I would definitely be down. I love Kit Kats. I don't know if I like the green tea ones, but I'd be. Oh no, it. that's like the most normal of the crazy. I was, yeah, ones. I was like, about to say. I bet that one's not even that bad. <laughs> there, there is some. I don't remember the exact flavor combos, but they are not definitely not made for the U.S. market. 
yeah definitely it's uh david and i actually hung out for a night in japan uh oh night i was there on a study abroad david was there with his family uh he's part japanese shout out <laughs> I, I i played baseball in japan for two weeks so um oh, that's awesome. japanese candy stores are the best thing ever <laughs> yeah i, I would a drugstore and they just had everything. And I was like, well, that looks really good. There's like some cactus candy juice flavor. Oh yeah. I remember um, we were in, we, we went all around Japan for like two weeks and we were in downtown Tokyo at a hotel. And I remember like, whatever reason we were like 14 to 17 year old kids and the parent, the chaperones were just like, yeah, you guys can go like walk around. I was like, all right, that's probably not a good idea. But so we went, I just remember going to like, it was probably their version of like a Seven Eleven, and like those things are just like it's like the ba- best place ever for candy it's just like everything's colorful you see stuff you've never seen before i don't remember the name there was one candy over there it was kind of like a taffy that i liked it was it was a japanese one i don't know what it was called because it was in japanese but i liked it <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah they there's like oh what's that one japanese candy that's like everybody's hooked on in baseball now like the high chew high chew right mm. those are good um i wouldn't qualify them as halloween candy so i'm not gonna drag uh, yeah yeah definitely definitely not <laughs> um for my first pick i'm gonna go twix uh big twix guy um yeah i, I don't know it twix are just a classic they're uh th- they'll get you uh 35 homers every year you can count on it put them in the three hole hall of famer at the end of his career <laughs> you like you like a frozen twix or just a uh, room temp Temp Twix. I don't think I've ever had a frozen Twix. I've had. Oh frozen man, Twix. you're missing uh, out. I freeze everything. Yeah, I freeze all my candy now. Like yeah. all like if I get if I get like a like obviously like Halloween candy not as much but like full size bars like I'll, I'll definitely freeze that stuff. That's a good uh good. Oh uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. Tip. Oh David, I meant to ask, what are your thoughts on Giancarlo Stanton eating the Kit Kat bars like full, not breaking them? <sighs> weirdo um and i hate to say that because i love john carlos stanton but uh nah he's he's on something else for that one <laughs> no nah, if, if you just take a bite of a kit kat bar you're a serial killer <laughs> yeah he definitely looks at it when uh, he's up at the plate he wants yeah. to murder some baseballs <laughs> you, you gotta break them up yeah yeah all right chad what's your next pick um now that we got on the topic of frozen candy i'm gonna go milky way um that's a real good one out of the freezer the caramel frozen yeah that's probably yeah it's it's it's, uh, and it's it's definitely not good for your teeth at all but it's uh i'll go yeah milky way's definitely top there for me yeah it's another classic put them in the three hole for sure (laughs) perennial all-star david what you got i will go reese's cups my second pick that's the only one i've tried frozen You got to step your game up, man. The candy game. Yeah. Did you, uh, uh how old are you? Uh, 22. So 22. Yeah. You got some, le- you got some learning to do. You definitely need to start freezing your years. candy. <laughs> you got to start freezing your candy, man. I don't have as many life experiences, you know, so it's <laughs> not things you learn, you know? Well, we, we just taught you. That's <laughs> it, this is, this is why we do it to make, make the big discoveries in life. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go off the beaten trail with a, a Smarties pick. Pure sugar. But I don't know. I've always loved Smarties for some reason. I'm trying to think. Which one's Smarties? They're like that little thing. They look like pills. Um, and they kind of just like... Uh, let me pull up a picture. They look and feel like chalk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's... Hey, I mean, that's... Uh, they're just pure sugar they're delicious yeah it's like uh it's not halloween candy but fun dip that's that's like uh that was just straight sugar i don't know if you guys remember fun dip oh yeah yep i used to actually eat those in the dugout a lot that was definitely one that i would have in my pocket for baseball Ooh, we'll have to do a draft in the future of dugout stuff oh it's that's a full that that's a very long conversation yeah yeah, for sure. I don't know if you guys played a long time or not, but that's that that's one oh, yeah. that's definitely up there. Through high school for for both okay. of us. Yeah, that's 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 one dugout food is definitely a good topic for you guys for a future episode. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or just dug out stuff in general, like the phrases like wear it or we got ice or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of them probably aren't PC anymore. Probably um, not. not, not the, a, the best, the best dugout calls definitely are not PC. <laughs> They'll get you canceled these days. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that'll have the E for explicit on that episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Chad, what you got last pick? Um, I'm, I'm going to go in the similar world as yours and go not chocolate. Um, I'm going to go starburst. Oh yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. It's specifically if I can have just the reds or whatever, the pinks and the reds, if they have that option, I'll take that one over the traditional one just cause I hate orange starburst, but pink starburst over everything. Pink starburst wins every time. David, what's your favorite starburst? Uh, yeah. I feel like you got to go pink. Any other answer might be wrong. Maybe, maybe red. <laughs> yeah it's it's the reds they honestly could stop making traditional starburst i mean i'm sure people like the yellow and the orange but people people would prefer the other ones they sell them in just sleeves of reds like oh yeah oh oh i'm, I'm very i'm very well versed in that one okay <laughs> yeah they make some uh if you stop at like gas stations whenever you're traveling across the country that have like better stocks of candy you can find like some weird ones too like weird tropical flavors that you don't see mm-hmm Starburst, is what, they know what their demographic is. Oh, yeah. yeah they, 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 they knew who they're selling to. <laughs> it's me on a road trip. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely road trip food for sure, but quality Halloween candy. How do you feel about the uh, – they sell them in, like, the bags. It's, like, the mini Starburst that are unwrapped. Yeah, I, uh, I actually just bought a bag of those. I was on a road trip this weekend to North Carolina, and I bought it on the way back. And uh, it's definitely not the same. Yeah, they're a different take. I, me and my wife talk about this all the time. Like, mini versions of stuff taste different. Like, mini M&Ms, to me, taste better than regular M&Ms. I agree. Yes, um, yes. Especially whenever they used to come in, like, the little uh, the little <laughs> tube. It looked like a pill bottle. Yeah, those ones, they just taste better. Um, so, yeah, the mini Starburst, though, yeah, I'm not as much of a fan on them. Yeah, it, it's a different taste. Like you need like the full square of the Starburst to get like that full juiciness. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Why <laughs> they don't need to make many of everything, but yeah, mini M and M's. That's one of the few that I think is better. David, your last pick. Well, I guess on that note, I'm just gonna go M and M's. I could eat M and M's all day, just like I said about Kit Kat. I know you guys strayed from chocolate with your last two picks, but give me all the chocolate and give me all the M and M's. M&M's are a classic, and they're another one that have made, like, a bunch of different things with this super simple idea. Oh, yeah, it's it's broken off into some some serious flavor. I, I've tried a lot of them. I like the uh, the pretzel ones. Yes, the yeah, pretzel. I was just going to say that. They're yeah, bomb. I'm not – I'm not I, – I tried, I think, the caramel ones, and it wasn't as good. I tried some of the different random, like, cookie and cream ones and stuff. Nah, it wasn't – They made a crunch one that was really good. Like, it was uh, kind of like bunch of crunch inside? Yeah, like a crunch like, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be good. bad. But yeah, the pretzel ones are awesome. It's just like mm-hmm. they're tough to find too. They're not ever. You don't see them everywhere. I remember That's, when they first came out. Um, that was like my incentive in school was I'll get you some pretzel M and M's. You gotta do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's a good road trip one because then you got the salty and sweet. It's, mm-hmm. My me on a road trip. That's I have to have two different things. Like if I'm gonna have something like a Starburst, I also need like Doritos or hot fries or something. I can't have just one. I got to keep going back and forth. Yeah, like you can't just buy like Skittles or something. No, it's it's not possible. Like I don't know. I don't know if that's me just OCD, but I always have to get like a savory and a sweet for road trips balance you know it's like everything has to be balanced for sure. it's just being fat probably honestly <laughs> but whenever you I, I, I take a lot of road trips and stuff so yeah, i'm a little I'm a, like I'm a pro on that yeah <laughs> all right here's my last pick i, I guess i have to go skittles big uh skittles guy they know what they're doing too every you ever make those skittle sandwiches where you just smoosh them together <laughs> you, you find the uh the strongest one yeah. that, that beats all the other skills <laughs> um so yeah, it, it's uh yeah that, that that's a uh, that's it for me wrapping it up with the Skittles pick. Um, any any thoughts on worst Halloween candy? Oh, dude, there's a few. For me, it's dots. Like, yeah, those uh, those those suck pretty good. That's just like gelatin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think anyone who gives out like who still gives out a popcorn ball is just an asshole. Like <laughs> no kid no kid has ever reached into like their pillowcase and been like, oh, this awesome popcorn ball, thank you. 
I used to, whenever I used to trick or treat, there would always be a family that gave out like cans of Fago or something too. Really? And you're like, yeah, you're like, who wants this? Like, I don't want this. There used to be a lady um, in the one neighborhood too that used to give out pennies. Every kid could get one penny. It's like, you can keep it, buy candy next year with it. <laughs> this one lady, she gave out like uh, Cheez Its. I was like, you didn't go Halloween candy shop. No, she you just grabbed well, we, the box. That's funny to say. We uh, we had these out of our house today or this this year. Oh, like oh, the wow. mini like mini cheese balls. Um, which no, we didn't get any kids at our house, so they were all still there. Yeah, I would say uh, I can't think of any specific candy that I don't like. It's more so the people who do like the oddball stuff. Like I said, like they give you like a. Uh, a huggy or a, a, a pop or like, like I said, a popcorn ball, just like something weird. You're like, you aren't even trying. <laughs> you forgot like, and they were out of Halloween candy. <laughs> there's no six-year-old that comes up and is like, I really hope they have popcorn balls. Like, no, they want chocolate and they want sugar and they want something that's going to make them all cracked out. They don't want something like that. Or like, I, I, I bet you there's probably like some super healthy people that are giving out like, um, like vegan, like fruit, gummies or something yeah. <laughs> toothbrushes too is a big one yeah those oh people, pe- turn the people out. give out i bet you dennis probably hand out toothbrushes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep. yeah that's and they, like with a business card attached to it or something so that when their parents are digging through their candy they uh they find the business card and it's like oh i guess we can go here now yeah i i think it would behoove dentists to give out just bags of sugar um yeah you that would that would make sense like like i said to give out something like uh like nerds or like a, a fun dip oh, or something God. just nerds straight is just sugar coated sugar that's really all it is. they're still they're still good though yeah another bad one is milk duds those those just i i i am in the mood for them whenever i'm at the movies okay i can't i can't it's it's you can't regularly eat those that's basically just pulling your teeth out i was gonna say those things will yank your teeth right out of your mouth well no i know another really shitty candy it's the ones that aren't they have no logo. They're just like wrapped in black or orange paper. You ever seen those ones? They're in like a wax paper and they just look like a teeny. It's like a generic. It's just called like candy, but it only comes out around Halloween and they're black or um, orange like wax paper. Interesting. I have. It's no more of like a grandma candy. Okay. It's like a, uh, yeah. Like a Werther's caramel like <laughs> yeah but no not that come in the strawberry oh candies. yeah those i was just gonna say those that's another good. one those no way oh no, man no. the strawberry oh. no but it's not though like it's strawberry um it's it's a fake strawberry <laughs> i'd rather have like the strawberry starburst for sure but it's like- honestly like a cough drop that they just like put into like a strawberry looking wrapper I think they're good. <laughs> well, Did, all right. Bad Halloween candies. <laughs> Not really, but I guess on the topic of cards, Halloween, and weird things that people gave away. Uh, when Deshaun Jackson was on the Eagles the first time, he lived in my town. And we actually went trick-or-treating in his neighborhood. And you could get, like, his autograph and stuff like that. Yeah. And he went oh. to his house. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Jerome Bettis's house growing up quite a few times, and he used to give out autographed cards at his house. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's it's cool whenever players are like actually cool with people. I mean, there's so many players that would like be the guys who have all their lights off and have like a security gate and stuff. So it's nice when like a bigger name is actually cool about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I bet, like we were talking about, I bet you Juju Smith Schuster ha- actually went trick or treating probably. <laughs> probably it would. Well, I mean, maybe with COVID he didn't because he would get kicked off the team or something but i bet you last year he went trick-or-treating he actually lives in uh the south side um yeah like a few blocks away from me and uh i was hearing stories of from somebody i work with they were all hanging down in like the pool or whatever and like the apartment mm-hmm. complex juju walked by they all said what's up um and then like he came down like 10 minutes later and ordered like pizzas for him and he just yeah he um my my wife's cousin was moving um one time and he uh one of the times we were helping her move, he rode by on a bike. He was just hanging out. It was like him and a couple other guys were just cruising around Southside, and it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Actually, no, that was, was actually Lawrenceville, but he, I've, I have seen, he lives down by like Southside Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at, and um, I have yet to see him, uh, but I've heard stories of him. 
being cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap it all up now with our song lyrics or movie quotes of the day. Um, so here's mine. It's from the movie Cop Out, starring Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan as partners in a classic cop movie. Uh, overall, kind of terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> it is one of the more memorable appearances of a baseball card in a movie for me. Uh, so the scene has Willis and Morgan in a car, and Bruce has a box with an Andy Pafco mint condition card in it. Uh, for those that don't know, Topps came out with a numbered set of baseball cards in 1952 for the first time, and Andy Pafco of the Los Angeles Dodgers was number one in the set. They are extremely rare in terms of good condition because kids would stack them up in order leaving Pafco exposed to damage. <laughs> so the dialogue uh, has uh, Tracy Morgan going, what's with the box? Gotta sell the Pafco says Willis. I hear that. I know that's right. I'm lying. What's a Pafco? <laughs> it's a baseball card, baseball card. Listen, if you need 20 bucks, I got you asshole. I don't need 20 bucks. <laughs> How much is that thing worth? One sold five years ago for 83,000. 83,000 grand you about to come off like a fat rat in a cheese factory <laughs> so th th that's my quote it's more of the dialogue from it but that that one it stuck out for me <laughs> fits the topic all i can hear is a tracy morgan's voice in my head <laughs> yes yeah he's just very... such a unique he's a very unique person I guess in my head, I'm hearing your voice, but it's also replaying in his voice. Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of like, uh, you know, that announcer, Dick Vitale? Oh, yeah. Dickie V. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's a type of dandy. <laughs> it's, a it's the same with Chris Berman. Like, that's like the like Chris Berman at like Hummer and Derbies and stuff. Like, you kind of, <laughs> it's like annoying as shit, but at the same time, it's like nostalgic all-star weekend Hummer and Derby voice where you're like, eh, I, I kind of want to hear it, though. <laughs> kind of miss it you know for sure yeah david what you got par usual i went uh lil uzi vert there you go and i picked uh new paddock i was uh i like this one a lot i'm a big anime fan and all that throw up gang signs naruto put metal in my nose like pain uh so if you guys are naruto fans you know pain is uh one of the characters in that yeah. and um gets a shout out on that on that song which i enjoyed so that's what i picked today I like it. I like it. People are starting to get more and more into anime. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's, yeah, it's, that's it, uh, it, sort of taken off a little bit. And <clears throat> say, do you guys ever want to have a conversation on that? Nate would be your guy. Nate is a huge uh, anime guy. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> for the listeners who don't know who Nate is, he he helps me basically run everything online for our business. Yep, and uh, he also is the cardboard Illuminati host. Um, the podcast i think we mentioned earlier uh but sports car junction sponsors them i do not necessarily approve of what they say though <laughs> there there are multiple um warnings in the 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 show where they say i do not approve of what they say yes i, I had to have them put that in there because they are all wild cards yeah we we, we keep it uh relatively clean over here at uh they do not so it's, uh, I, I picked that up uh, like within the first five minutes <laughs> yeah i mean but if that's what if that's the content you're trying to consume it's not yep. a bad thing yep yep all right chad bring us home i um i guess i misunderstood the email a little bit um that's i did fine. I, I did i did not necessarily prepare one but it would if I was going to, it'd probably be the same dialogue, uh, the dialogue situation. If I had to pick one off the top of my dome from Step Brothers, where um, they're 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 building their uh, their bunk beds, and it's just the the line of uh, I, I said um, what was it? I, I said no power tools. Ah, it's a toothbrush. Ah, that's not a toothbrush. Oh well, I'm I'm done anyway. I, it's just it's it, that movie has so many quotes and lines that. It's you're gonna repeat in that movie's there's never gonna be another stepbrothers this is never gonna happen where you're gonna have two guys who have had all the success they need in the world and they make some dumbass movie together that turns out to be honestly one of the greatest comedies of all time i'll say oh. it it is like it's fantastic. that's that has to be like my, my favorite exchange is then when they first become friends and they're just going back and forth for like 10 minutes or whatever it is friends. yeah but the just the the uh it's not a toothbrush oh well, i'm done anyway 
So me, me and my wife actually do that one all the time. Whenever we're using actual power tools, we, we go back and forth with that. That's great. That's great. And like people cosplay it all the time. I actually posted this uh, about like a week ago or so, like uh, Nolan Arenado and uh, uh, Charlie Blackman cosplaying. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's because that's just a great picture, you know, it's, it's, a great oh, yeah, and it's, but it's like one of those movies that if you're of a certain age and you appreciate a little raunchy comedy like that, like I, um, we just had a house sell across the street from us and the whole time, like we, there was like 30 or 40 people that came and saw this house, like over the course of two weeks, all I could think of is the scenes from Step Brothers where they're trying to get people not to buy the house. <laughs> and it's like, they're, they're just out there. Like he's a zombie the one time he's like the leader of the KKK one time. Um, it's... he's murdered in the house one time. Like this is so good. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, that <laughs> it, I might have to go watch that tonight. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, deba- I'm debating it now. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you so much, Chad. It's yeah, been no, no problem. Uh, you definitely had uh, all the all the good information and uh, people. Everyone, go check out Sports Card Junction. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Yep, thank you so much, David. Thanks. Thank you, Will. <laughs>